We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 137 of the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Got a packed show for you guys. The Gamecocks did it. We did it. South Carolina pulls the massive upset in Athens, Georgia. I'll break down the entire game, uh, how South Carolina was able to pull it off, what it means for the rest of the 2019 season. Also, have some housekeeping items, news and notes to get to, and, of course, your listener questions and voicemails, as always, as there are a ton to go through today. Uh, before we get into everything, this is a podcast new to you by our friends over at Tanny Hills Group Therapy. Yes, Tanny Hills Group Therapy, the oldest bar in five points owned by legendary USC quarterback Steve Tannehill. They've got great specials for you guys, including Taco Tuesday, Wing Wednesday. They're perfect if you're a local here in Columbia and want to grab a bite to eat. Or if you're in town for game day or if you really just want a fun night on the out of the town, Tanny Hills is the way to go. Again, that's Tanny Hills Group Therapy, located down in Five Points. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. What kind of work do you do? All right, I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show. As always, we did it. The Gamecocks do the unthinkable. Go to Athens, Georgia. Go to Sanford Stadium. Beat the dogs on their home turf. Tear up their hedges and smile while doing it. 20-17 to 17 final Gamecocks get the win. Going to break down the game in its entirety. Top storylines from the game and really celebrate along with you guys. I think that's what this podcast is really about today is celebrating along with you guys the Gamecocks getting the win. Uh, over Georgia. Before I do that, some housekeeping, housekeeping items to get into really quickly. First thing I want to say, thank you to the crowd that showed up at the watch party at Tenny Hills Group Therapy. Obviously, it was a blast. Everybody that took the time out of their day to come to that, watch the game, celebrate with me, celebrate with us. I genuinely do appreciate it, so I want to say thank you to you guys and looking forward to throwing more events in the near future. Uh, also, as I always ask, if you don't mind, click the pause button right now. Wherever you're listening, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Go leave a review for the show. Go leave a five-star review. Go leave your leave your thoughts. Leave your feedback. Obviously, appreciate all the feedback, the things you like, you don't like. Love to hear it from you guys. Obviously, the feedback also helps boost the show, which helps people that maybe don't know about the Spurs Up show. Helps others find the Spurs Up show. So thank you so much for doing that. You guys have done a fantastic job. So if you don't mind, if you haven't done so, go leave a five-star review for the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Uh, also, one other thing. Saw a lot of these. You guys probably saw mine. If you have any reaction videos from the Georgia game as far as when Rodrigo Blankenship missed the kick, if you guys have any videos like that, send them in to me. Either DM them to the Spurs Up show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever. Uh, Going to do something special for the vlog that comes out on Wednesday. I think it'll be really cool. So if you've got those, if you're listening to this, if you've got a video, if you know somebody that's got a really awesome video of just the reactions from when that happened, whether you were in the stadium or not, Send them over to me, like I said. Just shoot them over via DM, and uh, we'll include it in the video we drop on Wednesday. I'm really, really excited about that. But let's get into it. The Gamecocks, like I said, the Gamecocks did it. The Gamecocks did it. Will Muschamp did it. Ryan Holinsky did it. Our boys go on the road, go to Athens, Georgia, again, as almost four touchdown underdogs, and do the unthinkable. Do the unthinkable. Beat the Georgia Bulldogs at their house 20-17 to in Dell overtime. I don't know about you guys. I'm still almost in shock a little bit. My feet haven't touched the ground, I think, since we won that game. Um, it's funny, before I did the show, 
you know, normally, honestly, I go through the recaps and I'm just kind of off the cuff. You know, I have the stats pulled up, but I don't really have anything written out. I was like, for this one, I was like, I'm going to have to write stuff out because I'm so scatterbrained because of just how happy I am. Like, I am just, I am so happy, guys. Uh, it's also probably the champagne and the cigars and all that playing tricks my mind today on a Sunday. But uh, either way, this is the happiest I have been. I was thinking about this today. This is the, I mean, genuine happy, like pure joy oozing out of my body right now since that kick went wide left. This is the happiest I've been probably since the 2014 Georgia game. Like, I don't think there's another game that it's like I've been that happy to win. Um, yeah, so this is, it. That, this, is, this is the most happy I've been since 2014 Georgia. Now, I have pure hatred and distaste for the Georgia Bulldogs and to go into their house a game, and again, do the unthinkable. I mean, most score predictions from Georgia fans were like 41 to 7. Hell, I said 38 to 10 Georgia. But for South Carolina to go in there, do the unthinkable and shock the world. Shock Georgia, but shock the college football world as well. Incredible. Um, obviously, the tweet that went viral and I put out on Friday, it's so awesome. It's just so crazy how how almost accurate it was. If you guys didn't see Universe that South Carolina was going to beat Georgia on a Parker White game winner and Damn, it nearly happened. <laughs> it nearly happened, man. Um, crazy, crazy. I guess good things happen when you ask for them. But like I said, this is the most happy I've been since the 2014 Georgia game. I want to start with this game, though, where really we, des we should start talking, and that is the game plan and the coaching. Tip of the cap. I'm the first to say tip of the cap to the coaching staff. Phenomenal job. I thought the game plan was fantastic. I expected these guys to have a good game plan coming in, you know, coming off the bye week having time to prepare, seeing what you did well against Kentucky. And I think, again, we talked about it a lot, that South Carolina needed to stick with that identity. I thought that was a big thing. Stick with that identity, be tough, be physical, stick to the run, run the football. I think they do that, did that. If you look at the stats, Rico Dowdle with 21 total carries. Gamecocks rushed the ball 36 times. But Rico Dowdle, 21 carries for 79 yards. Again, nothing crazy flashy. But what I loved about what I saw on Saturday, again, is I think the Gamecocks have finally found themselves an identity. I think they truly have an offensive identity, um, you know, which is go out, be the more physical team, run the football, and then as a team game plan, stop the run. Run the ball, stop the run. You're going to win a lot of games doing that. Um, I, I thought the game plan, again, was fantastic. I thought everything about it was fantastic. Uh, so tip of the cap to Will Muschamp. You know, it's funny. We beat Georgia. The first question a lot of people are, you, you guys are asking me is, oh, what do you think about Muschamp? Are you still firing Muschamp? Listen, all I'm going to say is this. I'm just so happy for Will Muschamp and for that coaching staff to get – I mean, this was the win you had to have if you're Will Muschamp. This, was a, this type of win was a win you just had to have. And this is, again, without a doubt, his signature win. I mean, arguably the biggest – one of the biggest wins in program history. Definitely, I would say, the biggest upset in program history. No doubt about it. To go on the road as almost a four-touchdown underdog and win the game straight up is – I mean, it's just crazy, man. So, very happy for Will Muschamp. Very happy for that entire coaching staff to get this type of W. It is a game – it's a program-changing type win, in my opinion. And it's just uh, – you know, you got to give those guys a lot of credit because I thought this team – this was the – I'll say this. This was the first time in a big game in a long time where I looked at South Carolina and said, we look like the, the better coach team right now. We look like the more ready-to-play team. We look like the more motivated team. All of those things I talk about that we haven't been doing, that we ought, you know, that I would throw the blame on Will Muschamp for, and a lot of you the same. I thought we we checked all those boxes Saturday, and it really it obviously surprised me, and it was a pleasant surprise because again the Gamecocks looked well coached, they looked ready to play, they looked very motivated, they looked they had taken some of the disrespect some of us have said personally, and they executed on it. And I mean, just again, it starts at the top. You know, we if you want to give all the blame to Will Muschamp when things go poorly. I'm willing to give all, you know, all the credit, most of the credit, however much credit you think he deserves. He deserves a ton, if not all of it. I mean, just a great job, a phenomenal job by the coaching staff. Couldn't be happier for those guys. Uh, something else that really stood out to me in this game, I, I want to jump here next. The domination in the trenches was probably the most surprising thing to me. Um, listen, I know South Carolina uh, got outgained offensively. They got outrushed. Um, you know, the stats are the stats, but just it was weird because it felt like South Carolina dominated on the trenches. And I don't think that's something we could say that we expected. Um, the Gamecocks, well, I won't say they dominated offensively. They were good. They were very, very good, though. 
And against the Georgia front that I would say is one of the best in the country, South Carolina more than held their own. I mean, again, Rico Dowdle, 21, 21 carries, 79 yards. It's a pretty solid stat line there. Um, you know, it's just crazy, again, the way things happened. Um, I mean, the offensive line I thought played very, very well. Sidarius Hutchison was a guy that I talked about needed to have a good game. He played his ass off. Donnell Stanley played his ass off. Uh, you know, Ryan Holinsky had time to throw when he was in there. And, again, I thought South Carolina's running game was effective enough when it needed to be. The defensive line, the defensive line might be the, the story of this game. Javon Kinlaw is a one-man wrecking crew. He's probably the best player in college football. Um, I mean, or one of the best interior defensive linemen in college football, excuse me, but one of the best players in college football for sure. Um, it's just that defensive line was insane. I mean, and you're talking about going up against the Georgia offensive line that averages what, I think like 340 across the board, their guys in the offensive line. Gamecocks did not look intimidated at all. And matter of fact, they look more like the aggressor on that Georgia offense against that Georgia offensive line. You know, Rick Sandage was a guy that had a big game up front up there. Uh, I thought Kobe Smith played well. Uh, Zach Pickens getting in and doing some nice things. DJ Wanham, again, Javon Kinlaw again. But the way South Carolina just dominated in the trenches to me, that, that was the story of the game. That, that was the story of the game, in 100%, in my opinion, or one of the biggest reasons the Gamecocks in the football game. And that, that's just – that was what something that shocked me so much. Because, you know, I thought South Carolina would come out, hang around for a while, you know, start fast. Uh, have a good, I thought they would have a game, good game plan, but I thought South Carolina would get worn down by a Georgia front. I really thought that Georgia was the more talented team and the better team in the trenches. I thought they would eventually wear South Carolina down. Absolutely not. The, the Gamecocks, again, more than held their own, both offensively, offensively and defensively, and to see the way they played in the trenches was crazy to me. Um, I already talked about a couple, but I want to highlight some of the individual performances from this game. You know, again, starting with Javon Kinlaw, I just – he was fantastic. He, he was absolutely fantastic. Um, I believe is now leading the SEC in sacks. Uh, it's just crazy, man. I mean, just crazy how good he's been. Um, the accolades should continue to roll in, as I'm sure they will. But, I mean, he has taken his game to a level that I don't even know that I expected or thought he could get it to. So, great stuff. Obviously, Israel Mukwamu. I, I can't believe we made it this far in the show without mentioning it. But Israel Mukwamu, I mean, three picks on the day. One of the most dominating individual performances by a Gamecock I've seen in quite some time. I mean, his play single-handedly, I would say, won that game for South Carolina. I mean, you have a pick six. You have a huge, huge interception in overtime. Um, another huge interception just during the game. But, I mean, crazy, man, the way Israel Mokamu played. It's crazy because I put out a tweet at the beginning of the game after a couple plays happened or a couple drives where I said that, you know, I, I couldn't believe how South Carolina's secondary was so bad. And I said that because of what was happening early in the game. Now, obviously, things change when Israel Mukwamu makes the big play, gets the pick six, and I love to be wrong there. I love to be wrong. I called myself out there. That's what these people on Twitter don't get. I called myself out. Um, but, man, I mean, what a huge play. I, what a huge freaking play. And we heard all the hype about Mukwamu and J.C. Horn, all these guys in the offseason – I've been critical. A lot of us have been critical. These guys have not played the way they needed to and have not made the big plays when it mattered. You know, big-time players, they make big-time plays in big-time games. And, you know, <laughs> it's the, the way that Israel McQuamu played, those plays were just huge, massive, just massive plays. And, I mean, Israel McQuamu getting recognized as the Walter Camp National Defensive Player of the Week more than deserved. And, I mean, again, he was a one-man wrecking crew himself on the outside, and I think is one of – I know is one of the big reasons. I mean, maybe the sole reason South Carolina won that football game. Uh, I talked about Rick Sandage. I thought we saw him do some nice things. Ryan Holinsky, uh, before he got hurt, was phenomenal. Uh, his stat line finishing up 15 to 20, 116 yards, a touchdown. I think if Ryan Holinsky stays healthy in that game, South Carolina doesn't go to overtime. I think they probably win that game by a touchdown. I mean, he, he was playing so, so well. And thankfully, he should be good to go for Florida. But Ryan Holinsky, phenomenal. You know, I think one of the big things that stands out for me and that I'm just so happy to see is that I knew he had arm talent. I think we all knew he was a talented kid. But the way that he's taken over this football team and put the team on his back, really, and been that leader that South Carolina really needed has been, to me, almost more impressive than what he can do physically or the way he can spin the football. I mean, it's just – it's been great to see his growth, the maturation, the way the team rallies around him. It's awesome, man. It's everything you could want and more from your starting quarterback. 
Uh, Brian Edwards, a phenomenal game. Uh, obviously had that touchdown catch, which going back to Ryan Holinsky, that was one of the best balls you're ever going to see. I mean, that was a dime to Brian Edwards. Hit him in the numbers. Um, but Brian with another huge game, 44th consecutive game with a reception, which sets a South Carolina record. Um, crazy. I mean, Brian's a fantastic player, man. Great, great game from Brian Edwards. And then Dak Joyner, man. I want to give Dak Joyner some love here because Dak Joyner, again, playing almost the entire second half. You know, did he play great? I wouldn't say so. Six of 12, 39 yards, six carries for 28 yards. But I want to tip my cat to Dak Joyner because, you know, while he didn't come in and I would say play well, I mean, you could see why he was beaten out by Ryan Linsky. He still needs to work on throwing the football, throw it more accurately, things like that. He obviously is dynamic with his legs, but – we're talking about a kid that came in uh, – talking about a kid that came in, didn't make like a big mistake or anything. I thought that's what I was most impressed with. I'm not saying he was a game manager necessarily, but he kind of was. And he didn't make that big mistake and didn't play South Carolina out of the football game. Um, also, obviously, the storyline with him. I mean, this is a kid that could have transferred, that I thought was going to transfer, everything going against him. He decides to stick it out, be a good teammate, be there for his teammates – and look how he's rewarded. I mean, it's an awesome story for to carry on Joiner, and he's definitely a guy that deserves to be highlighted. And I know, uh, you know, I'm sure already had the respect from his teammates in the locker room. But that type of performance, when you go out there and do that, man, that goes so far in the locker room and goes so far with your teammates. And I know his teammates. Uh, I mean, just giving him all the respect and passing the back he deserves, man. Just, just awesome stuff from to carry on Joiner. Um, another thing I want to touch on. I mean, how how can we not talk about this? The special teams in this game, the kickers in this game. Holy hell, what a roller coaster ride of emotions from Parker White missing what would be the game winner, a 33-yard, what felt like chip shot. Obviously, in those circumstances, it's a game winner, and there's a lot of pressure. I get it. But I don't know that I've ever felt physically more sick than when Parker White missed that kick. <laughs> um, you know, you go to the next overtime, Parker White's able to make, uh, and then Rodrigo Blankenship. Oh, God bless. God bless Rodrigo Blankenship for missing that kick. Oh, thank goodness. That was so amazing. I mean, I, I can tell you exactly what was going through my mind. So, Rodrigo Blankenship lines up. He's eyeing this kick. What is it, like a 40-something yarder? Eyeing this kick, though, Rodrigo, staring out of his specs. I'm sitting there in my head thinking, God, please, is this the one time? Smile down. What did C. Spurrier say? Smile down on the Gamecocks today. Smile down on USC today. The kick goes up. You see it kind of start at the left upright. You see it kind of drifting, kind of drifting, kind of – he missed it. Pure jubilation, pure joy. A guy who never misses, a guy who's Mr. Automatic, misses when it matters most, and South Carolina walks out of Athens, Georgia with a victory. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Again, I was ecstatic. You guys saw the video. It, it was just crazy. Crazy rush of emotions, and man, thank you, Rodrigo Blankenship, for your service to South Carolina football. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> so this game, what type of impact does it have on the 2019 season? Man, that's what a lot of people are asking me. South Carolina now moves to three and three. You got Florida coming to town next. Uh, then you go to Tennessee. You got Vandy, App State. I'll tell you, man, it's crazy how much of a week to week game that college football is because. South Carolina literally went from a team that I thought was probably going to go four and four and eight to I mean, dude, if they can beat Florida, you can realistically win the next three or four games in a row. If you beat Florida, you go to Tennessee, you can win that one very, and that's definitely a game you can win. Vanderbilt, definitely a game you can win. App State, I know they're ranked, but hell, definitely a game you can win. At Texas A&M is looking less and less imposing or less and less threatening, that's certainly a game that you can win. And then I know Clemson, listen, I'm not going to start to get my hopes high for Clemson, but, I mean, hell, you just beat Georgia. Who's to say you can't win that one at home in a game that will probably be a night game? Um, I mean, it's huge. We're looking at a team that I thought was going to be a four-win team could possibly be a seven-win team. Just a huge, huge, huge impact on the 2019 season. Obviously, the momentum it gives you is crazy. Um, like I said earlier, I mean, the defense playing out of their minds. I was so impressed with the way the defense played. Uh, I don't know what's happened, whether it's Muschamp took over calling plays for the defense or if it was the guys are just something the light bulb clicked on or they're just playing that much better. But, man, I mean, this defense playing out of their minds right now. And the Gamecocks, again, can win any game left on the schedule. 
if they play like that defensively. They can win any game left. Crazy, man. I Just crazy. I mean, South Carolina's defense, that's the Will Muschamp defense we thought we were going to see. And we've finally seen it these last two games. Um, that's, I mean, that defense travels, man. That, that's, you know, the old saying, defense travels. And that defense, led by Javon Kinlaw, Israel McQuamu, Ernest Jones, TJ Brunson, um, some bad dudes on that defense, man. They're playing really, really good football right now. Um, last thing really quickly before we get in the news and notes, is this the biggest upset in program history? I, I think you got to say it is, man. I, I just – I think, again, you go on the road, almost a four-touchdown underdog, get this win, I, just huge. I mean, it's – I wouldn't say it's the biggest win in program history, but it's probably the biggest upset, no doubt. I mean, this is an upset of massive, epic proportions. Biggest upset in 2019 in college football by far, no question. Uh, news and notes to get to really quickly. Georgia's hedges. A lot of Georgia fans and people complaining. Ray Tanner apologized for South Carolina basically destroying their hedges, which I think was the wrong move because he shouldn't have done that. But either way, Georgia's hedges have been a huge talking point from Georgia fans. Gamecocks, after the win, went to the historic hedges, if you will. I think this was like the 90th anniversary of the hedges, which is just too funny. But uh, Gamecocks go to the hedges, rip some out. I mean, there were so many savage photos. Kyle Markway was the one we posted with the hedges literally in his mouth. Gamecocks were walking around with him, running around with the hedges. Uh, very funny. I mean, when you have Georgia complaining about something like that, you know they're shook. So, Georgia's hedges. Who knew it would be such a big storyline, but crazy. Uh, other news and notes to get to. Gamecocks are a six-and-a-half-point underdog against the Florida Gators, which will be next Saturday. Noon kickoff, which sucks, but it is what it is. Um, the South Carolina, six-and-a-half-point underdog, which, you know, I don't think is an unreasonable spread. I think it would have been a lot worse had South Carolina gotten blown out at Georgia like many of us expected to happen. But uh, looking like a winnable game. I mean, again, I know Florida's a good team. They're a very good team. Uh, they're a team that should get a lot of respect. And they obviously went to LSU and got roughed up. But LSU, I think, is playing like the best team in college football right now. But, yeah, Gamecocks just under a touchdown underdog against the Florida Gators. So make of that line what you will. Uh, Ryan Linsky's knee sprain going to be good for Saturday. Obviously, huge news for South Carolina. Muschamp said he would know more about Holinsky's injury on Tuesday, which, you know, I still don't really trust Will Muschamp's injury reports at all like that. Um, so, we'll see. But at least hearing it's just a sprain and that he didn't really, really, really mess something up is good news. So, got to have Ryan Holinsky back. Um, Last piece of news really quickly, and then we'll get these listener questions and voicemails. Uh, Israel McQuamu named Walker, Walter Camp Defensive Player of the Week. I already said that earlier, but just another tip of the cap to him, man. Awesome performance from uh, Israel McQuamu. Just an awesome game. I mean, like I said, one of the best individual performances I've ever seen from a Gamecock, not just even defensive player, but just a Gamecock in general. A crazy, crazy, crazy game from Israel McQuamu. All right, like I said, let's get into these uh, – these listener questions and voicemails, as you can imagine, there were a ton of them. Uh, going to run through these really quickly. A lot of celebration, a lot of celebratory voicemails. So, going to go ahead and dive in. Let's knock these out. Woo! Let's go, Cox, baby! How about this game, Cox? Woo! I'm getting drunk tonight, baby! Thank you for the voicemail. You honestly sound exactly like me. That's exactly what my emotions were as well. This is James from Rock Hill. I just want to say, where are all those Will Muschamp haters now? Are we going to Georgia? Get that dub, baby. Let's go. Where are all those Will Muschamp haters now, huh? Let's go cut some party tonight. Get it. Love it, James. Thank you for the voicemail, man. Chris, baby. This is Dale from Edgefield. I am live in Athens, Georgia, live from the sandbar, where I have told the DJ to play Sandstorm every fucking time he gets to pick the song. Let me tell you, folks, them chickens went to Athens today, and I have had a blast down here listening to them dull tears fall straight down their face. They are done. They will not make the playoffs. And the chickens are mighty in Athens once again. Let me tell you something, Chris. I, I don't know how, how we did it. Honestly, I do know how we did it. Our defense was very good, very good. Defensive line played great. They could not run the ball. They could not score the ball. And they've got a clown at coach. We, we, I'm still not sold on Muschamp, I'm going to be honest. But, but Georgia has 
Kirby Smart wearing that goofy ass visor of his, looking like a damn, looking like Ellen, if you know what I'm saying. He is a clown. He is a fraud. The Georgia Bulldogs were exposed once again as the Cox reign supreme, baby. Chris, this is my instant reaction. I was at the game, and Bo, let me tell you what. I'm going to drink this town to the ground tonight, baby. Spurs up. Go Cox. Dale, appreciate the voicemail, man. Always a legendary voicemail from you, sir. And I I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. Hey, this is Dylan over here in Myrtle Beach. Man, what a damn game, man. Uh, hope Linsky's all right. Man, that defense stood strong, man. And the only thing I got to ask is, man, after all this, after this game, I'm not on the fire Will Muschamp bandwagon anymore. And these kids want to play for him. These kids came out fiery. They came out intense. They, the defense pushed around that offensive line. You know, it was 50-50. They pushed us. We pushed them right back. And what's your thoughts on Muschamp now? A couple stupid-ass calls. I'll give you that. That damn uh, – he should have waited for that uh, conversion to be looked at because there's no way Mark Way was damn down. But just what do you think about Muschamp now? He got that marquee win. But, uh, yeah, go Cox. Time to go celebrate. Let's get drunk, boys. <laughs> Appreciate the voicemail, Dylan. Yeah, so, you know, speaking on what you were talking about, you know, it's how do I feel about Muschamp now? You know, it's it's kind of funny that we have fans. I, I don't know. There, there are people on social media that I have rent-free – that I live in their heads rent-free, bro, because here's the thing. People, it, people act like I want to be right – about Will Muschamp getting fired. Like, I want to be wrong. That's the point. I'm a fan. I say how it is, but I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong. So, how do I feel about Will Muschamp? I mean, this was the signature when he had to have, but I'm kind of like Dale. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that all of a sudden Will Muschamp is the best coach in college football, and we, you know, let's see how the rest of the season plays out. But tip of the cap to Will Muschamp and that coaching job he did. No question. No question. I mean, a fantastic job. Deserves all the credit. Now, can you build on it and continue and make this 2019 season into something kind of special? We'll have to wait and see. And, again, I think that's going to talk a lot about the coaching job and how South kind of reacts to this win, honestly. I think we're going to see more of a coaching job against Florida than almost even, even if we saw against Georgia because you got to be able to react and use this positively and come out ready to play again the same way you did in Athens. But – Obviously, yeah, huge thing. Listen, I never thought Will Muschamp was completely incompetent and didn't know – didn't know. Um, well, I will say this. I did say he was incompetent. But I didn't think the guy didn't know football or how to coach at all. But they've obviously made adjustments and changed and gotten better. And that's what you have to see and want to see. And so, I'm ecstatic about it. I'm happy for Will Muschamp. I'm not obviously going to be tweeting hashtag fire Will Muschamp today, which is just so funny that are coming to my timeline looking for that. It's like – Guys, are you that miserable? Enjoy the win. Like, enjoy, why is your first thought to tweet at me about something I said after the UNC loss that we were all saying anyways? But uh, I'm just happy for Will Muschamp. I'm happy for the coaching staff, man, to get that W, to get that signature win. Just huge, man. Huge. But appreciate the voicemail. What's going on, Chris? This is William again. Forgot to mention last time calling in from Denver, Colorado. So... Got a good following of Gamecocks out here listening to you. So, uh, just calling in on my side with the with the game here. Obviously, one of the best uh, best victories in Must Champs. You know, tenure. It's a great school victory as well. Um, really thought he had some questionable, you know, decision making. Uh, you know, with the field goal there at the end, and but you know, it seemed like we got some. Some, you know, some luck, I guess, going both ways. You know, some un unlucky calls as far as the holding to make it go to overtime. But overall, you know, I think we actually looked very prepared in this game. I, was, I felt very great, you know, very, very good about, um, you know, our defense was stuffing them. We looked really good, honestly, even in the first half on offense. You know, some, some weird play calling, you know, per usual, but... You know, until the injury, you know, our flow was going pretty well and our, our defense was doing awesome. But, you know, definitely just 
rejuvenated our season and looking forward to the next to the next game and keep up the good work, man. All right, William, appreciate the voicemail. Appreciate the love from you guys out in Denver, Colorado. That's really awesome to hear. But, uh, no, yeah, I agree with everything you said, man. I, I do think this can be a huge, uh, huge jump starter for this 2019 season. I mean, it's crazy, again, that we're even having the conversation. But there's the opportunity to make this season turn it into something special, no doubt. So, very, that's obviously very, very exciting. Well, Chris, first time caller right here. Just want to say go, Cox. Big time win today. And uh, I'm just curious if, uh, you know, you've been saying all year how you want Muscan fired. You don't think he's the guy. And I just want to know if, you know, this changes in mind and how you want to, you know, keep him around for a little bit. Because I feel like the biggest, the biggest thing in your head was, you know, he wasn't our guy for the future. But we just beat Georgia with our third train quarterback in the game for a half. And, Defense really stepped up today. It's finally Muschamp's team, and his Muschamp defense stepped up today. So I'm really curious how you feel about it. You still want Muschamp out so we can just rebuild all over again. I appreciate it, buddy. Go Cox. All right, yeah, appreciate the voice. I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, it's kind of a thing where, again, what we saw Saturday was a step in the right direction for sure. I mean, again – People act like I want him fired, and I'm like, I want to be right so bad. Like, I really don't want to be right. I want to win. Like, I don't care. I, I want to look wrong, or I want to be wrong. But, uh, no, I mean, listen, Saturday was a step in the right direction. My biggest gripe was that we were bad on defense, and that was supposed to be his specialty. And, you know, we saw that must champ defense Saturday. Now, like I said, we need to continue to improve and build on it. You know, I think we need to continue to improve and build on it because, listen, you lose every game you got left. What does it matter? But, no, it's a signature win. It's one of those program-changing wins. And it's a step in the right direction, no doubt. So, I, you know, again, I'm happy as hell for Will Muschamp. I'm not going to sit here and say that I, – I mean, obviously, if we had, like, a meter, I'm obviously much closer to, you know, the, the keep Muschamp. I'm a fan, though. I'm pulling for Will Muschamp to win every single game. But my honest analysis was my honest analysis in the beginning of the season. That, and I think, again, a lot of people agreed with it. After the UNC game and the Mizzou game and the way the program had gone – but we finally saw a team come out in a big game and look well-coached, looked ready to play, and executed. And it starts with, you know, if we want to give the criticism starting at the top, I'll give the praise starting at the top. Will Muschamp, phenomenal job. He had his team ready to play. Again, his team was motivated, ready to go, and, you know, it showed on the field. So, very, very happy about it. Dylan from Merle Beach again. Um, just something weird I just thought of. So, tell me how we knocked off. First off, Brian Alinsky, we all know his story. The number is three. Tell me I just knocked off the third-ranked team in the country by three points and all this other jazz. You know, we're now three and three. Threes are all over the place. Coincidence? I think not. It's Miller time, boys. A little messed up. Let's party. All right, appreciate it, Dylan. Hey, forever to three, man. It's crazy. Nah, the way all the threes lined up is nuts. But forever to three, man. Here's my thoughts on the game, and it's coming from the biggest Will Muschamp hater in the state of South Carolina. I give the I give Coach Muschamp and this and the coaching staff all the credit in the world because that team looked prepared. So obviously, in the bye week, they they worked hard and worked their tails off. So congratulations to Will Muschamp. But I'm more proud of the football team and the way they played. And my second thought on the game is this: Peter Burns and everybody at the SEC Network, which they should rename the Roll Tide Channel. And eat a dick. You know, his little, his little tweeter feed wasn't nothing about how soccer actually beat Georgia. It was all about how Georgia lost the game, just laid down and died. Not how, not how good soccer looked beat them. But Peter Burns can eat a dick. Him and Greg McElroy, too. Go, Cox. Appreciate the voicemail. <laughs> apologies for the language there, but that voicemail was honestly just too funny not to put in here. So my apologies, guys. But uh, no, thank you for the voicemail. Love the passion. What a day, what a day, what a day. At a discussion with my buddies, I think this could be the biggest win in program history. Got a few other responses. People are saying, of course, you have Alabama uh, beating them at home. Some people are saying when we were down 14 against Missouri on the road. But I think with this team losing our already our backup, that young freshman going to join her, it's, I think this is the biggest win in program history, without a doubt, biggest win in Muschamp's uh, tenure here. And go, Cox. Love the podcast, boys. 
Thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. You know, I, I 100% agree with you. I appreciate the voicemail. This is Dylan from Myrtle Beach again. I'm out of beer at that time. But glasses must champ over non-glasses must champ. Go Cox. I'm feeling your energy, man. My boy in Myrtle Beach had a fantastic time, which you should have. I'm glad. I'm, glad, I'm very glad to hear it. Justin and Pickens, just wanted to get your thoughts on the game today, see what you think if Helensky is out, what Joyner can do, and what do you think about the way that the defense plays? Love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. Spurs up. Let's go Gamecocks. I appreciate the voicemail, man. Justin, appreciate it. Um, so, Holinsky should be back in. But, yeah, I mean, I thought Dak Joyner, listen, I thought Dak Joyner played fair. I mean, I thought he managed the game for South Carolina. Obviously, he still needs to work on throwing the football around. But, uh, I mean, he's an option. I think South Carolina's going to have to change its offensive philosophy a little bit and what they want to do if Dak Joyner's in there. But, overall, I mean, happy for Dak Joyner and happy. You know, I'm fairly happy with the way he played, honestly. He's a dynamic athlete. We know that he's an athlete at quarterbacks, the way I look at it. So, um you know, and then the way the defense played, unbelievable, phenomenal. I mean, the reason South Carolina won that football game, no doubt. Hey, this is Hunter from uh, Knoxville. Um, I kind of got cut off the last time. I got a little bit rambling. Um, but uh, so uh, overall, I'm really excited with the win. Uh, really happy. Um, secondary could use a little bit of work, even though we had the three interceptions. Um, but uh, overall, I mean, I've got to eat crow as a fan um, and say that I was wrong about pulling Muschamp. I mean, obviously, whatever adjustments they've made is working out pretty well. Um, I think that uh, I think it's working out great uh, for us so far. Um, but yeah, so I uh, I apologize if I run on a little bit, but I have uh, I've I've been celebrating as I'm sure uh, a lot of fans have been since. Uh, since about the time that Blankenship missed that field goal. Uh, so not all of my thoughts are collected. Um, but, uh, but great job overall. I'm really, really happy. And uh, I can't wait for much to come. I mean, at this point, Florida losing to LSU. And uh, I don't know. Not that we can necessarily – not that I'm expecting us to beat Florida. But it's a possibility. It's a possibility we beat Tennessee as well. Um and end up with a respectable record. So, yeah, um, go Cox, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right, Hunter, appreciate the voice, man. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Like like you said, I think the uh, the secondary made the big plays when it had to. Obviously, here's Mokwamu, his play. I think it could still be better. Um, but like you said, overall, man, I mean, listen, I mean, I'm, I'm, there's nobody happier to eat crow than me. I mean, I picked Georgia to win the game 38-20 to 20 or 38-17, whatever it was. And, obviously, I had my thoughts on Will Muschamp. And, again, for those guys that come out and perform and do what they did, I will happily, happily eat crow for sure. Hey, man, what's going on? It's Hunter again. Uh, man, what a game that was. You know, I, I was able to watch a little bit of it here and there because I was – we have two mandatory go to my own university's football games, sadly. I'm not going to say it, but y'all could probably piece it together. But anyway, uh, what a game that was. Just really hope Ryan's not hurt bad. Hope he comes out of there pretty clean. I hope all of our guys come out there not hurt and banged up too much. But what a, what a great show of just toughness and grit from our players. And I, I'm still not sold on the whole Will Muschamp thing yet, but. This is a big step in the right direction. It's a huge step in the right direction. But I know all the Gamecock Nation is excited about this win today. I mean, even at my school during our football game, we were starting a little Gamecock chant going in the student section. So all of Gamecock Nation, wherever they're at, I mean, we're all cheering for them. It's a great day. Great day. But love the show, man. As always, first up, good Cox. All right, Hunter, appreciate the voice, man. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of funny you say you had to work a football game. I had to do that in college as well. So, trust me, I, I get the uh, the pain you're feeling. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, a huge step in the right direction. I agree with you 100%. I'm really on board with what you're saying about the Muschamp era and stuff. Is that, is that that game, again, was a huge step in the right direction for Muschamp this entire program, no doubt. Last voicemail here, and then we'll get the listener questions, and we'll wrap this up. Chris. 
what's up, man? It's Tim here calling you from New York City, New York City. Game kind of club member. Look, man, where do I begin? To hell at Georgia. Man, feels so good. Feels so good. You know, I mean, the people, you know, yourself included, you know, let's just look at it. You know, everyone was saying, Muschamp needs a signature win. The Gamecocks need a signature win. Here we are. What a signature win going into Athens, unranked, and shocking the Gamecock nation and the college football world. I mean, we should have had the game handled with the Parkway Fizzle and the regulation. One of the worst kicks I've ever seen in my life. But nonetheless, it works out well. What I really liked was that the defense stood toe-to-toe with their offense. And, I mean, I don't know. Do you think that Champ has taken over play-calling duties on the defensive side? Because between Kentucky and today, it has looked very different. BMAC was mixing up the play-calling well. Obviously, very concerned about Ryan. Um, I have a source myself says that Ryan got an MRI tonight. We're still waiting on the um, on the results here. But nevertheless, I got some faith. We'll worry about that when the results come out. Let's enjoy this one tonight. Go, Cox. Keep doing what you do, man. Let's go to hell with Georgia. Hey, appreciate the voicemail, Tim. Appreciate the support from you guys up in New York City, New York, man. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff to hear that. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, listen, everybody, every voicemail that was left, I, I feel exactly the same way you guys do. The excitement, the joy to hell with Georgia. Um, I, I will say, speaking of one thing that you brought up, you know, I, I can't say with 100% certainty, obviously, but something has happened. Something has changed the defense. And that, to me, makes the most sense that Muschamp took over and is calling the plays now and stuff like that. I, I think he probably did. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd find it hard to believe that he didn't just because the de- the way the defense looks now, and it looks so much different. The game plan looks so much better. Um, my only question would be, why did it take this long for him to do that? But either way, yeah, I think something certainly changed, and that, that would make sense to me. So, appreciate the voicemails, guys. Um, like I said, got these listener questions here. We're going to run through them really quickly, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, Joey Sigler won. Do you see it possible for this team to win out? I mean – Every game, I feel like really feel good about the South Carolina win besides Clemson. I mean, again, I know we just beat Georgia, but I'm not going to get my hopes stupidly high up that we're going to beat Clemson yet. But every game, there's a possibility to win it for sure. Um, Jay Rowland Realtor, why are we stuck with these sorry-ass 12 noon games? I have no idea. Um, it is what it is. I mean, you got the noon game. I don't know. I don't know why South Carolina got stuck with a noon game. It is what it is. Um, USC underscore access. Do you think we are beating Florida? Honestly, gun to head. I love that the game's at home, and I think, yes, I think we can we can beat Florida. I'll have an official prediction later in the week, but I don't know. I think it's a toss-up 50-50 kind of game. Uh, Max Schufo, defense beat Georgia. What will beat UF? You're going to have to play great defense again. I mean, I think stick to the game plan. Great defense and running game, and I think you've got a good chance to win the football game. Halinsky uh, update. This is Hamaza022. Halinsky update. He's fine. Uh, JB Gary underscore zero six zero three Dak or Ryan? I mean, Ryan, dude, all day long. Uh, let's see, R Manthe three. Do we have any chance of beating Florida if Joiner starts? I mean, I think we have a chance, but you're gonna have to completely overhaul the offensive game plan, in my opinion, because Dak Joiner just he's not an efficient thrower of the football. Like, that's just that's stating facts. He's not. Uh, Jack dot Haley eleven twenty one. Think this win will help us with some momentum against Florida. Go Cox. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Cruz Licknick underscore who needs to step up if Alinsky's out against Florida offense, defense, or joiner himself. I'd say defense. I mean, it's hard to, you know, it's you're gonna win a game if you hold the other team to zero points. So I think the defense has got to be the unit that steps up, but uh, it'll be everybody for sure. Um Jay underscore Hudge underscore 14. How should we prepare to beat Florida? I think stick with what you're doing. Do exactly what you're doing and try to just get better every day and come in with that same type of game plan. Uh, William Bradley, zero. Is durability going to be an issue for Halinski? I mean, it can be. you got to make sure he can protect protect himself is the biggest thing. Uh, let's see. J.K. Gill, 34. With Joiner under center, how many points does our defense need to score? <laughs> um, I don't even know, man. I mean, anytime, though, you can get a defensive touchdown or a defensive score, it's going to go a long way in helping you win the football game for sure. Uh, Mr. Underscore Incredible Zero One. Now that we beat Georgia, our chances of being SEC East champs. I mean, so there's definitely a path to Atlanta, but I, I'm going to temper those expectations and say right now 
that's not something South Carolina should even be thinking about right now. Just go out and beat Florida. Uh, Bagwell Parker, one, two, three. Are we a top 25 team? I don't think so yet. You beat Florida, and that conversation becomes a lot more serious. Uh, let's see. Justin underscore Clemmer, you said on a previous show this team is trying to find itself. Has it, has it found its identity slash stride now? I think so, man. Playing good defense, running the football, uh, being tough, being physical. I, I think that's got to be your identity at this point. That's got to be your identity. So, I do, I do think so. I do think so. It's as close as it's been to really knowing who it is. So, I, yeah, I would say so. Let's see. Campbell, DM1. Can the defense produce points against Florida? It'd be nice. I mean, I think they can. Will they? I don't know. But it certainly would be nice and probably would help South Carolina win the football game. Uh, let's see. C underscore Dove B underscore 15. If we can pull off another big win against Florida, how are our chances at the East? They get a lot better. I mean, like I said, I wouldn't even worry about that if I was a South Carolina fan, but they certainly get a lot better. You're going to need help from others along the way, though. Uh, underscore Alex Goins underscore. Does the UGA win change the viewpoint on Muschamp? Now, again, I think it certainly helps. It was a win you had to have, and it was a program-changing type of win and a, a signature win for Will Muschamp. I don't know how much it's really changing the viewpoint as far as the Gamecock masses are concerned, but it's a step in the right direction, no doubt. Uh, let's see. Sam Clausen, sheesh, what a ride. No questions, just doing midterms. This win is what I needed. Sounds good, Sam. Sounds good to hear. Uh, Brian Bros Golf, if defense keeps progressing like this, what does that do for our view of Muschamp's job? I mean, it, it, again, it certainly helps. I mean, listen, Muschamp's not going anywhere. Let's put that out there. Uh, he's not going anywhere unless the wheels completely fall off and things hit the fan. But this is what we expected to see, this Will Muschamp defense. This is what I expected to see. So for that to finally start happening, for the defense to finally start playing like this, extremely, extremely welcome sight. Uh, let's see, K underscore hop 12. Does Holinsky actually play with his injury? And if he does, how well do you think he can play? You know, hopefully he's 100% healthy. I mean, I think he's going to do everything in his power to play. And if he does play, I expect him to play well. Uh, let's see, Marissa Hayes, 98. What do we honestly think about the Florida matchup? We'll be diving into Florida more so this week, but I think it's a, to a coin flip type of game. I think it's a toss-up, and I think Florida, really good football team, but I think if South Carolina can stick with their game plan and uh, do what they've been doing, I think they're going to have a really good chance. Let's see, Clark SP 34 what's your take on Muschamp now? Again, that win over Georgia was a step in the right direction, and – We'll see what happens from here. We'll see what happens. You got to build on it. You got to. We got to see more progress. We got to see progress. So, uh, Clark SP thirty four again. Does this change your outlook on the season? What's your thoughts on best worst case scenario? I mean, certainly it has to. I mean, your best case scenario. I mean, I think South Carolina could realistically go five and one in its last six. I mean, I think that is something that could actually happen. That's probably best case scenario. Worst case scenario, I'm seeing two and four, but I don't think that's going to happen. I do not. I think somewhere in the middle, probably four and two, something like that. Again, not giving the prediction, but I think that's more realistic what will happen. But, yeah, I mean, South Carolina could realistically go five and one in its last six. Uh, let's see. G Nick 51, huge win against Georgia. Can we do it again next weekend against Florida and Willie B? I do think so. Uh, Gamecocks.country, 24 to 21, realistic versus UF. Who has a mental advantage, emotional win versus emotional loss? I mean, you'd like to think South Carolina's got the advantage coming in, you know, off that huge win with momentum, but I see where you're coming from. Um, it's going to be a challenge for both coaching staffs of both programs to get their teams ready to play and play their best. Uh, let's see. 12 underscore DWH underscore 12. Why do we only win when Muschamp wears glasses? That's a great question, but he better never take them off. That's all I'm going to say. Um, let's see. Katie Rad. I think this was more impressive than the 2020 win against Bama, true freshman quarterback, and we were at Georgia. Uh, it's up there. I mean, that's a great question because they're both amazing in their own right. But this one was definitely more expected and a way bigger upset. Or this one was definitely less expected and a way, way, way bigger upset. So both crazy in their own right. Um, final question here, Will Dot Floyd, Floyd 2. Thoughts on USC still not being in the top 25 even after the upset. I mean, they're a 3-3 three and three football team, and just because you win one game over the number three team in the country doesn't mean you're going to be jumping up in the rankings. But the Gamecocks did get votes, and I think if they beat Florida, there's a really, really good chance they will be ranked. So take it for what it's worth. I mean, the polls are meaningless anyways, but obviously I'd love to see Carolina up there uh, in the polls. So that'll do it for episode 137. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. No guest interview today. Might actually change it up. Some things in the works. 
Might change it up as far as on Mondays if there are even guest interviews. I don't know. I'm playing around with the idea. Uh, but no guest interview today. Honestly, just celebrated the Georgia game, and everyone was busy. And I really wanted to spend this show celebrating what happened on Saturday. This show is for the fans. This one was definitely for the fans for us to all celebrate and be joyous and happy about the game in Athens on Saturday. But uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. If you haven't done so, go down to the Seeky Gap or go to SeatGeek.com. Definitely want to mention those guys. If you need tickets to the Florida game, or any game this season, but I know I expect a packed house for Florida. If you need tickets, go down to SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. Uh, you're going to save $20 off your first purchase. Like I mentioned, any South Carolina Gamecock sporting event, uh, the Florida game this Saturday, basketball season's right around the corner, uh, MLB, NHL, NFL, NBA, uh, concerts, comedy club events, whatever you need tickets to, SeatGeek's going to have it. Again, they've got a ticket rating app. They do all the work for you, so you know whether you're getting ripped off, whether you're getting a deal. You have that peace of mind before you click the buy button. So, again, that's our friends at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-U-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase. Appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm Chris Phillips, and we'll catch you next time on another episode of the Spurs Up Show. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.